Hey everybody, this is Rob, and I'm here with episode 196. This is our Midwest Conquest post-con recording. So there's no news and listener mail in this episode. That'll be back in episode 197. Also, pardon the sound quality, this one was recorded in a big empty hall with about seven people gathered around one single Blue Yeti. So not the finest sound fidelity, so sorry about that, but uh, hopefully the content makes up for it. And without further ado, on with the show. Welcome to Preferred Enemies, the Warhammer 40k podcast that is exhausted from running a GT. I'm Rob. Kevin. Dennis. Richard. And we are joined today by... Jake with the Renegade Open. Bert with the Renegade Open. Andrew Diggs with the Renegade Open. And they are joining us because we have just finished running the 2019 Midwest Conquest. And not just the GT, also the Friendly. And, and the Night Joust. And, and Kill, Kill Team. Team. And, and there's 30K. a 30K event. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and Bolt Action. And Legion. And yeah, a lot yeah. this year. <laughs> yeah. The, we actually, we have expanded quite a bit. Um, there's not going to be any news and new releases because there aren't any other than contrast paints. paints. Are coming. Yeah. Yes. Soon. I'm, I'm not... finally going to get some of my armies painted with those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we mentioned them, or was it just between us or do we talk about it on the last I mean, episode? We talked, it, last. We talked yeah. about it last episode. And it was going to be like the perfect style for me to paint, so mm-hmm. I'm excited. In fact, we were just talking about your Slanesh <laughs> stuff and in like, you know how you should paint your, uh, your Havocs that you've just purchased? Prime with the lead belcher spray and then contrast paint like the pink or purple on top yeah. of it. Because it's supposed to pick up the metal, like the me- yeah. it goes over the metallics really well too. Oh, so sweet. yeah, yeah. No, so I have a plan. I am uh, excited to paint my night hall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. you're not the first person who's because I think yeah. Brady is also been <laughs> Brady, like, yeah. yeah, Brady also mentioned that. I'm still not excited to paint over a hundred termagants, but I'm less dreading it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, anyway, yeah, it was Midwest Conquest 2019, and I think we're just going to start from Friday and work our yep. way forward. So Friday night, we had two events. We had our night joust, which not quite as big as last year, and I think that is because we did it Friday as people were rolling in rather than Saturday, uh, Saturday after round three, which is a blessing because that yeah. was way too long last year. I wasn't yeah. officiating a night joust until 2 a.m. this this year, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so we still had a dozen 12, people. Yeah, 12 people. Yep. And uh, it seemed to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Got to watch a lot of knights explode, which is always... And a shadow sword. Wasn't yep. It? Yeah, we what? had a shadow, shadow sword, sword in it. Because yeah. yeah. the way we run our night joust is we basically say it has to be a Lord of War, Titanic model, under power level it's 29. It's like 20, 29 or less. Yeah. And not a character. And not a character, yeah. So no Canis Rex, unfortunately. I ran um, a paladin and I got picked up and thrown at somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. No, but this was for me. This was the most interesting one we've had since we started because it was all just normal out of the box knights, except for the um, the shadow shadows and then the two armatures. So yeah. ten out of the twelve players were just doing standard knights. No Forge World knights. None of the. I- I don't know how many Forge World Knights we kind of have in the KC area, because I haven't seen too many people. Last couple of years, we've had people come down and bring them, and most of them weren't here on Friday night. It was actually the first time that I got to see the Laz uh, 
Impaler. Laz Impaler yeah. on a on a night. I had not seen a night preceptor like obviously I've seen it, but I've never actually seen one ran before. So that was kind of cool. Speaking of Canis Rex, we actually up at Phoenix Games up in uh, Minnesota. Uh, I've been I'm run the night jobs for the Renegade Open actually, uh, and we have uh, been testing out running Canis Rex every once in a while in different games, and he is deceptively good. When he gets into close combat, because everybody seems to ignore him because they don't expect the Lazen Paler to be great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we actually had a local player do 20 damage Damn. with three hits onto a knight. And uh, she died immediately afterwards. Uh, yeah. She knows who she is. <laughs> that claw does 2d6 damage. They were, uh-huh. That's the thing we were talking about. It's one of the other players like, ooh, can I bring Candace Rex? Because that was our prize for the for the one. It's like, if I win, can I bring this next year? And I'm like... Because you thought it would be hilarious to have him pop out, Sir Hector pop out and like hide in a ruin and like fight off really? sides, which is hilarious. But the main reason why I was like, I don't know if I would want to do that is because he's got the Freedom Hand, which is like the relic power fist that doesn't, you know, doesn't have the minus one to hit. And I'm like, we don't let anyone else take relics. It's like, and the yeah, and it does a lot of damage. So the way that we actually got around that up there is instead of having uh, knights explode on a six, every knight exploded. Every time for the maximum distance. They got to roll the damage, but the maximum distance. I kind of want to use that now. I think I kind of, yeah, I think I kind of did too. It was so much fun. Well, and I will admit, in our first round, I think half the knights just exploded because people were rolling sixes. sixes. Yeah. And everyone cheered every time a knight exploded. That's the question is, if every knight explodes every time, does it kind of take... Take a little bit of that knife's edge. Is it going to get to go? Is it going to go? Boom! If or every nut explodes, then no nut explodes. Yeah, no, no one's special. Explode. It's yeah. not special. <laughs> yeah, if they all explode. Bring yourself to, you know, not stand there each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got to spread out a little bit more that time. Of course, that makes, yeah, that makes assault, like, gallants and such in a really dangerous mm-hmm. spot because if they take somebody out, it might take them with it. So. Yup. How would you handle, like, heck? Hector actually getting out, or is he just basically... He doesn't if he, he does, explodes. He just, oh, that's fair. Okay. Yep. Hector actually mm. just completely eliminated at that point. Hmm. Uh, mm. yeah. That's an yeah. interesting way to... Or you could say you can take Canis Rex, but he always explodes. I mean... Yeah, yeah. that could work yeah. too. Definitely. Yeah. Because that would that would be the kind of the balance for... Yeah. Like, especially for your team. It's like, if you got a Canis Rex, don't get too close to him. <laughs> <laughs> or just send him at the enemy as the bomb. That, that is yeah. always true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, at the Renegade Open last year, we actually had it so if you brought an unpainted knight, they would automatically, they automatically explode. explode yep. And we were testing out with a couple of different things with the night jobs that we've run since then, but that seems to be the most entertaining option that we've found, is just everybody dies and everyone explodes. I like it. I like that idea. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, we ended up having uh, Drew Davenport ended up winning one of our local players who actually helped run our X-Wing event here. Uh, his... <laughs> He has a uh, Kansas City Chiefs themed Imperial Nighthouse. So cool! So it was uh, it was the MVP himself, Pat Mahomes, that won. <laughs> Good old MVP himself, most so. valuable pilot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, that was that was a really fun event. The night justices are always fun. Oh yeah, night justices. I mean, it's such because it, it's such an easy, casual event to either do like like I said as people are showing up or kind of after after like a day's events and you just want something kind of light just yeah. relax kick back drink some beers have some have fun with people it's, yeah. it's true I think we could have got more people if we had it on Saturday but at the same time I like it on Friday better because he said as people get here and that one made Saturday super long for everyone yeah. who's in the tournament yeah so uh, 
So it, it's a balance, but it definitely a fun event if you can make it down on Friday yes. for Night Joust. Or, and again, for the Renegade, like, Jacob, you run a fantastic Night Joust. So, Much appreciated, yeah. guys. You guys always seem to come out. And that Lord of Skulls that sadly is I now know. 30 power level, <laughs> just a little too much. But here's the thing. He gets to retire the undefeated champion two, so two years in a row, so it's fine. Oh, buddy. <laughs> it's fine. He gets, to, he, gets to, he gets to retire. He's got the two plaques next to him in his display case, so it's fine. It's finally taking up that, uh, that old man Kratos that uh, move north and just relax. Well, and then, the kite, and then my kite will just step in his place. So, yeah. Oh, I'm waiting for that kite, and it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> oh, are you bringing the kite? Yeah, I'm bringing the kite. Okay. Yeah. See, now I, I'm, guess I'm just shooting for a wraith knight because I can't do a character and I can't do something that doesn't have legs. And you can't and you can't do a scathic yet either. It's still right. Scathic's, scathic's too high. Yep. yep. Lieutenant Dan, you got new legs. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, the Orion has is Titanic, but it has no legs. So it also said, can't punch. I believe that was the caveat <laughs> that I tell people: if it can swing a punch and it can step around, then it usually is allowed in the night shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then that transitions us over yep. to uh, Kill, Kill team, team, which was happening at the same time. Which unfortunately meant Bert couldn't play in both because he'd signed up for both. I did. And I took third in the Kill Team event. Yeah. So, I ended up taking second. Yeah. And then uh, our friend Troy Graber from the Flying Monkeys uh, team took first. Uh, so when we when I ran that, we had a number of people asking, like, are you going to use the arena rules? Are you going to use the arena rules? And anyone who's listened to the podcast knows my feeling <laughs> on Kill Team Arena, and, and specifically how it's packaged, not so you, much. You weren't going to make everybody bring their own terrain? I was not going to yeah. make everyone bring their own $90 <laughs> arena box. But anyway, so what I did was I... Took the like the Nova Open missions that they had like the month or so after Kill Team came out and just used those, along with the caveat of you can't go up more than two inches. Basically, everything has to stay at ground level, but trying to keep the field more or less symmetrical so that it's trying to be even for everybody. I got to use some of Kevin's three D printed Tau terrain on one of the tables just to. Because it was all kind of shorter, yeah, shorter yeah, it's terrain. all basically like one level terrain, yeah, uh, which is really it's really good for that. But yeah, I'd like to get some higher mix mixed elevations added to it. So, from the two of you that played in the Kill Team event, what did you think of it? I, I really liked the missions; uh, they were fun to play. Uh, I liked the tactics of having to choose your secondaries before, and that the secondaries were really, really not given. It's like you look at it, and you're like, "Oh, I think I can get that." Then you get in your game, like, "Oh crap, I'm not going to get that." <laughs> I also really like the emphasis on like sometimes your your warband might not necessarily be good at holding objectives, so there was actually caps on how many uh, points you could score. So just kind of allowing my opponent to get those, and then I can catch up later. <laughs> oh, with only playing ve- like very low model count. Well, yeah. You had yeah. four lichters. Yes, I had four oh, no. lichters. <laughs> and they're fun. I've played against Richard's lichters. No, they're not fun. <laughs> no, 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 they're fun. No, yeah, they're fun. <laughs> and I ran six Harlequins, you know, which are fast and... But unfortunately, fast and really good melee doesn't help when you kill a single orc and then get mobbed by four more orcs. <laughs> yeah, I've not had any luck playing Harlequins. Every time I've tried, when we did the Kill Team League, the only game I actually won was when we had a multiplayer and people kind of focused on each other and I could just pick people off. <laughs> but past that, yeah, my Harlequins just run up and die or to shooting or something. Or I can't also roll saves, so that's probably part of the problem. Harlequins and Kill Team are really, really good at taking on low model count elite armies. Yes. They are garbage against hordes. Or lictors. They were really good against nope. the lictors. I nope. I got schooled pretty quick. Okay, <laughs> Richard's lictors yeah. ain't mine. So, <laughs> well, I also had them backed up by some 
some shooty warriors. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. so there was a combination there. So see, there, there's, there's what you need is you need some shooty to go with your lictors. Yeah, <laughs> twenty five points, and they're already painted. <laughs> and uh, I will, I, I did want to give a shout out to GameMat.eu for the uh, kill team mats that they provided. Oh, oh man, those oh, were yeah. nice mats. Yeah, really cool. super cool. I did walk away with one of those, and I'm super happy about it. I want one of those. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I think we're going to be having to make a game mat order. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the double sided, yeah. you know, yeah, they're. Like twenty two by thirty six or whatever. Yeah, they're, like they're the perfect kill team size. They're double sided, which has nice printing on both yeah, sides. Yeah, and, and they're using the same designs that they use on their like the full size mats. Yeah, it's like they just basically cut a section out of it to use. So, oh yeah. So highly recommended. Yeah, because not just because they're sponsors. I mean, it it like we use sponsor. Or we have certain sponsors because we like their products, yeah. and this is another case where I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And what I also really like about a kill team mat is kill team. You, you, we've already got big tables or whatnot. And you're like, okay, well, let's portion out the size of the kill team or get out the little folded mm-hmm. thing. So this is just one. You have a mat. You can just throw it down. I mean, the only, I guess, half negative, I'd say, which is very small, is they don't have cases. I don't know. Yeah, they, oh. yeah, when, yeah. yeah they didn't. Yeah. They just come in cardboard. They don't have, like, the carrying cases. And a carrying a case for band. The, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But a carrying case would be nice. Yeah, yeah. but that that's a minor. Oh, minor, that's very compared minor. Compared to the quality of it. Yes. Yeah. As you throw it around, I think that box will work just fine. In your case. <laughs> yeah. So, did you guys find the uh, not being able to go vertically any sort of limitation? Nope. I know you've got like a very mobile army that can like just kind of move it around terrain freely. The terrain. Well, yeah, that's one of the nice things is Harlequins ignore vertical distance. So I can have pop them up real high so nobody can assault him, and then next turn I can hop down with no consequence. But it's never really been that big of a deal, and I, I mean, it didn't seem like a big deal at all. I, 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 I enjoyed the maps and the rules. It was, it was fun. Okay, so next time I run a Kill Team event, I'll probably go ahead and continue to use this, because, I mean, it seemed like it, I mean, I know Nova Open was like, like I said, they were the one of the first ones to kind of work with them on making tournament missions, and then that kind of evolved into Arena now, which is why, like, Arena is only ever one level with a bunch of, like, hallways and doors and things like that. But. Well, what Kill Team really needs is secondary objectives that are a little tougher to get, or a little where you have to make some decisions about it, because the core ones where it's like, here's the core mission, and some of them are basically like, well, Tau lose this one because they're all about assaulting and killing enemies in assault, right. or run off your pawn's table edge. Well, my guys only have five-inch moves, so I'm probably not <laughs> winning that one. Yeah. Whereas adding the secondary ones, having a more objective-focused, really balances it out in a way that it needed. Mm. No, I, I, I think it worked. I think I think they work really well. I do. I, I agree. Yeah, I really enjoyed them. The rules that I would play in a casual game with friends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Curious. I mean, that's... Are lictors smart enough to open doors in Arena? <laughs> <laughs> if they Good ate question. the head of someone who had opened a door before, then yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. would Maybe be. That's how I got in there. Yeah. <laughs> so is that how Space Marines learn too? That's how they learn short term memories. Like short term, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, and also, like, it's quick, uh, uh, Devastation of Ball by Guy Haley, which is the story of the Tyranid attack on the mm-hmm. uh, homeworlds of the Blood Angels, hat features a Lictor who is there basically on a, a, a suicide mission, and <laughs> it talks about like all the knowledge it picks up, not just from like devouring people that it finds, but also just the hive mind feeding itself. So, I'm sure at some point, some some Lictor has figured out how to open a door. Now I'm just imagining a lictor chasing two children through a kitchen. Clever girl. I think he's going with Jurassic Park. Yes. Oh yeah. Two true. Two true. Also Home Alone. 
All right, so then that takes us over to Saturday, which yep. is when we kicked off the GT and the friendly. So which one do we want to do, talk about first? We've got friendly, the, three friendly players here. So do you yeah, want to do? let's talk about the friendly first, okay. and then we can go into kind of the GT. So the friendly, as you've listened to the podcast before, we used the LVO friendly format, modified it a little bit to fit the time frame and the schedule for what we were running with the GT. We had 20 players show up. Uh, we had one person who couldn't attend. Uh, which is disappointing, but we had, we had an even number, so we didn't need a ring or anything. We had a pretty good variety of armies. Um, in the end, like with paint score and theme scores, like we had a lot of armies that actually maxed out theme, uh, which was nice. We had several armies that had really good paint scores. We had one player who maxed out and won all his games, so he got best general. That's we, Colin Justice. Yeah, Colin Justice for best general. Galen Thies won best painted. Um, Teagues won, uh, Best theme. Yep, with my, um, my uh, Space Skaven. Yep. An entirely no. converted army right. where I took uh, Skaven models and then some Veermen yeah. from Mantic and basically ran it counts as Cult Mechanicus, Sisters of Battle, and then I ran a Vermin Lord with a thermal cannon strapped to his wrist as yeah. a uh, knight. Yeah, okay. it was a really cool conversion. Everybody talked about how, how, how cool that army was. So yeah. I will admit, um, I was just walking past and a couple people stopped me and said, hey, have you seen that Skaven army? I'm like... <laughs> Skaven, this is this is forty k. <laughs> no, it was that was yeah. awesome. My whole theme was that the clan was in the end times, and they knew <laughs> that everything was going to go basically nuclear soon. So they, they went into the warp because it was the only way they had a chance to survive. And then the warp, being the warp, popped them out in year forty k. <laughs> they see the aftermath of a battle and say, "Well, let's do our best orc impression and loot the crap out of this." <laughs> they knew they were going to wind up in Age of Sigmar and decided to go through the warp would be better, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I had this army. I started doing it before I Sigmar know. was even a thing. In fact, I played against two of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's Renegade true. Yeah, I remember. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then um, uh, Jameson Border won uh, Best Sportsman. He had uh, everybody he played, like, picked him as, like, as their favorite opponent, and he had set a blast. And um, if that name sounds familiar, it's because we've played yep. Jameson and his father James yes. a couple of times now. Yeah. yeah he, they've, they've asked if they could play preferred enemies show members. And yeah. So, so, I know you two have, like, yes. Dennis and Richard. The first have time it was play. Richard and I. Yeah, and the yep. second time it was Dennis and I. Yep. yep. And so, Kevin lives too far away. I live so too said. far away to play, but it was cool to meet him. It was cool to meet him. Uh, and then Bert won best overall, which is the combination of all three of the, the scores. Um, yeah, playing Orcluded Imperial yeah. Knights. <laughs> which were absolutely which beautiful were awesome, and yes. were one of our best painted finalists. Yeah. <laughs> Complete. Including the uh, the spirit bomb knight that yes, was that's the awesome. uh, bad moon knight. Yep, yeah, another knight scythe. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's my favorite yeah. one. Is your bad moon knight? Yeah, just take any amount of weird amount of pieces I can find and glue them together. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you guys think of the event overall? What you think of the format? Did you guys have fun? I had. I mean, I don't think I've ever had more fun in a tournament. <laughs> uh, wow. Every one of my games I had, my opponent was fun to play against. It was light. It was casual. We're laughing. We're just having a good time. And picking my favorite opponent was such a difficult decision <laughs> because they were all brilliant. Nice. Yeah. I actually had a really a lot of fun, too, though. Yes, my, my first opponent was Jameson, and I did roll very well on my yep. first turn. Uh, but, yeah, he was definitely one of my favorite opponents, too. Uh, now... The second day, I, I apologized to both of my opponents because I got a little salty because <laughs> I didn't get any sleep. Yeah. And that was my own fault. <laughs> uh, I had an absolute blast with it. I also happened to run the Renegade Opens yep. friendly event, which uh, Jameson did happen to yeah. win <laughs> yes. a free ticket to yeah. Yeah. for being uh, best horsemanship. 
Which I was super happy to hear about because I've been talking to him and his dad now. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. once in a while we had gotten into an interaction and they just, they both seem like such great people. Awesome. They are. Yeah. And we're really happy yeah. to have them coming on up north, you know, yeah. and coming on up to us. Uh, I actually played a little bit of a, a list that I designed to just be the super fun, yep. my units are going to explode list. Yep. Uh, it was <laughs> Belisarius Call, eight total Castellan robots. <laughs> oh, Three Tech Priest Engine Seers, a Data Smith, and two Halverans. <laughs> and explode it did. Yes. What, yep. did. Your game against, was it Troy? Troy. Eight out of ten? Yep. <laughs> uh, I had, it, essentially, Troy playing his standard orc. The actual the orc list that he won as yeah. the Raffle Army a couple the years ago. Yeah, Mad Max was the first. Yep, and they were so nice. Uh, God, I love yeah. that doof wagon. <laughs> yeah, so Richard, cool. Richard did a fantastic <laughs> job. That was that. real fun to make. And, so and I, I felt really like it was neat seeing it come back, Richard, that yeah. he came back to play it here. It, it just <laughs> full circle coming yeah, on back. Yeah, full circle. Uh, he got, and he swore my lions, and of course he's had hundreds of boys, and yes. I've got my, my nice 16 model army. Uh, I, I forced my first uh, Castella robot to explode, which then caused the next one to explode, and that one then reached out to another one in a completely different squad and blew that one up. And then it just kept going every once in a while, you know, it'd be another guy explodes, and another guy explodes, and eventually turned into, out of the ten vehicles that I brought, eight of them exploded. And it was so much fun. I was roaring with laughter, and everybody kept coming over and asking, like, what the heck is going on? And then, of course, on the second day, it turned into everybody still kept exploding, and I tried to make sure that it didn't explode as much that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone I know has actually had a good, got a good time playing you because you got, like, also got a large number of, like, best sportsman votes. But it was one of those where it was like, well, the prize is going to be a ticket to your event, so... Yeah, I'm not going to give you the ticket to your own event. <laughs> I can officially say that I lost every single game that I played, yeah. including the Ringer game. Yeah, uh, it turned into me like I came down here with the idea that I was probably going to lose every game, but it's going to be as a, as fun as it can possibly be. Nice. Uh, I know my first opponent, Mead, and uh, shout out to both those guys, the McElroys. Yeah, uh, both of them were super fun. I played against both of them. And uh, me, I was giving tips and tricks because I happened to play Imperial Guard. Mm -hmm. And he, he was like, uh, his brother apparently came out to him later. He says, so so you didn't beat him. He beat you with your army beating him. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I tell you, just being able to come down and just kick back and relax and just have fun and a friendly, it was super fun. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. I had a Good. blast and doing book missions for the first time ever. <laughs> I don't think I've ever needed a Maelstrom deck before today. <laughs> well, we we played just the straight chapter approved 2018 Maelstrom missions, and I lo I love them. I mean, there's a few things I might tweak about them if we do it, you know when we do it next year, but I think they're really good. They're really balanced. They allow you to kind of shuffle through your deck, take some of the cards that you don't. You couldn't get. Taking out cards was the best yep. addition to Maelstrom, because I usually am not a big fan of Maelstrom, but taking out things from your deck that you're like, well, I can't get this one, that that made it a big improvement. Well, so big what's improvement. funny is, right before Chapter Proof came out, I played in a uh, RTT in Phoenix that used Maelstrom, and they did that, where they're like, take your deck, you can remove up to six, and that's your deck for the event. And like I came back, and I'm like, I had so much fun with this, this made it better, this streamlined it. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I came like, back and I'm like, we're going to do this regardless. We're going to do this. We're going to take the Maelstrom missions. We're going to add this rule to that. Yeah, let, let people kind of build their own deck effectively. And then like a month later, Chapter Approved came out and I'm like, oh, cool. We'll just use Chapter Approved because this is exactly what we wanted. <laughs> it's like GW is listening. <laughs> hey, GW, if you're listening, I would love a ticket to Nottingham. But, uh, <laughs> I'd love to be able to get a tour. But um, <laughs> what did we all? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Um, well, you asked if there's anything that we would change. Yep. One thing I would change. Points, not power level. Uh, yeah. That is probably what we're going to do yeah. next year. That's a, that's, that was one of the, the, the concerns. There was, there was a few things of feedback. So designing it, I was basically, I'm kind of lazy. I just basically copied the LVO stuff straight away. Uh, also, if anybody, if this sounds like it's good and you want to run this, we're going to put the mission pack up, steal it, use it. Like it's, it's meant to be out there to like, it's not even ours. Like it's just, <laughs> I, I blatantly stole it from someone else. Yeah. I mean, the, um, basically the only expansion we made to it was reprinting the chapter approved rules. Cause in we wanted to so make sure they wouldn't have so that, Yeah. If, no, if somebody yeah. didn't have that book available, the missions would yeah. be there. That did help a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we'll, uh, packet. so we'll, we'll put that packet up for anybody who wants to run a, a friendly event and, and use this format. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, but, um, Shit, what was I going to say before? Before but I got talking about that. points, points versus power level. Oh yeah, for points versus power level, like even the LVO friendly, I think is going to go to points next year because GW just doesn't balance power level. Well, basically, chap- doesn't make changes. Anymore. Chapter approved adjusted points, but yeah. didn't adjust power level. So, like you know, for example, as a Tyranid player, my Broodlord used to be 168 points or 162, something like that, and dropped down to 115. Power level is still eight when it yeah. really should be five. So I think I think there's a few changes we'll make next year, um, and I think that'll I think that'll help make the event fun, you know as fun as it possibly can be for everyone. But I think everyone I hope everyone had a good time. So I didn't um, see anyone having a bad time. Good. And then the uh, I don't think we've actually talked about it on the podcast other than like kind of vague hints and alluding to it. But the uh, the reward for best overall was a 3D printed uh, Ultramarines bolt pistol and chainsword. Uh, that I've been working on for the last like six months, <laughs> tinkering around with. So we'll get pictures posted. Um, so like when I've been making vague allusions to like 3D printing stuff, it's I've been trying to not say like, "Hey, this is what I'm working on" because I wanted to be a surprise. But <laughs> no, Kev- Kevin, I mean you you really did go above and beyond like what we ex- what, yeah. what we were hoping. And yeah, I, they they keep, it's so great because it's one of those like when I finished them and I put I put them in the box to send to you, and I'm like, I was I put them in there. I'm like, all right. I half expect that we're going to like, we're going to get them and everyone's looking at them and goes, oh, these are crap when we have to figure something else out. So it was really validating to be like, okay, cool. Things actually look good to other people yeah. too. Because <laughs> when you spend, when you spend so long working on something kind of in isolation, it's really hard to tell if you're doing a good job or not. Well, and this is like one of the first times you've tried doing <laughs> yeah, props yeah. like at this size. Yeah. Well, no, it, it, is, it is very large. Yes. And it has some, uh, it does have quite hefty. It is, it, it is. Bit of half. The first time I printed it, I didn't put any half to it, and it snapped in half. So, yeah, that that thump is the sound That's of the, the... chain coming down. <laughs> so, uh, I had a blast at the event, and I, I really hope everyone did. We'll be sending feedback to all the players that played in it. So, like, hopefully next year we'll definitely next year we'll run it again, and hopefully we'll have a better, you know, have it have it more streamlined and run better. So, I'll all be back for it. Awesome, awesome, Most definitely. Cool. All right, so. Then moving on to the GT. Uh, so this is our fourth year running, doing a, yep. a GT. Uh, this was the first year we did not run Renegade format. And uh, as much as we've loved Renegade format in the past, like I've, I've even talked with Dave, Dave Arnmon about it, and we 
all kind of the four of us all kind of agreed that at this point ITC mi- champions missions kind of do what the renegade yep. with their secondaries kind of do what the renegade missions meant to do in the first place where you kind of pick how you're going to go after your opponent. Yeah, true. And so, and since they were secondaries anyway in most cases, and then having the and then the ITC primaries just are always you know it's very consistent throughout, and then the only thing that's different is the bonus points and where the objective markers are. Um, I think it it definitely streamlined things because yep. ever like the first three years, you know, we ran Renegade missions, and there were a lot of scoring questions, scoring discrepancies, people not quite because it's a mission, it's a format that's really only run by like a few events, and while like ITC at what like before Eighth Edition came out. Uh, like opened up Renegade as like here's yep. an official format we do support. Uh, then when Eighth Edition came out, I know they had a lot of trouble trying to kind of get Eighth Edition to work with the Renegade yeah. format appropriately. But like you said, I think they've the ITC has done a really good job of absorbing the best things from the Nova missions and from the ITC Champs missions and from oh. Renegade yeah. and and kind of blending them all together to have a format that that is consistent that works really well. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it was the right decision. I, I was only kind of vaguely like involved with the GT cause I was running the friendly stuff, <laughs> so, but I'd walk through and, you know, and check tables and I didn't really hear any like scoring questions or like, how do I do this in a mission? No, cause Which, everyone, anyone yeah. who's been playing at, you know, competitive events, they know the ITC yeah. format. So. And in the past, that was a big thing where it's like, Ooh, wait, what is this? What does this secondary do? So that streamlined, I think a lot. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, and uh, also I want to uh, somebody we haven't given a shout out yet to on the show is uh, Sean Brown from uh, Bottle Cap Markers. Yes, ba- or Battle Cap Markers. Oh man, for yeah. doing our objective markers both for the friendly and the GT with the uh, like the gold, the gold and uh, color inlay and yeah. felt bottom and everything. So they were amazing. I'm sorry. Nice. Do you know how nice those felt bottom yes. markers are going to be? Unbelievable. I am going to use those in almost every competitive game from now on because they just stay yes. yep. on a neoprene yeah. mat. They're not going anywhere. And yeah. unless you got something that's got a little heft to it, like some of the bronze markers that come out from GW, yep. uh, everything moves around. Yep. You can knock them around with models and stuff. And those ones just stay. They're stuck. Yeah, they were so good. Yeah, and he, like, you know, he has done our. Our markers in the past, uh, and you know, we've we've done like the traditional, like the battle or the bottle cap style, which he's done for a lot of other conventions. Yeah. He's done it from Renegade, yes. done, yeah. So we, I mean, I like those, but I, I, when I approached him about doing it again this year, I'm like, I'd like to do something different. And yeah. he's been getting into doing like acrylic, like laser cut acrylic and things like that. And so he was like, "Well, I've got an idea. Let me let me fold this by you." And he did a couple of proofs for us, and we're like, "Yes, that is what we want." So he. Yeah. He went out and he checked every single batch because he said, like, some of the material had some imperfections. So it was like, if he wasn't happy with it, he tossed it. So, like, he got him to us about a week before the event, but that's because he was making sure that what he was providing yeah. us was high quality. And, and he, they were. he came through. Yeah. They were just amazing. And, and like you said, Rob showed me them and I, like, felt it and, like, I put it down. And it was like, I moved my hand a little bit, if you hear <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah, it, did, it, it did not nice. move. They stay yeah. in place, which Great. that is a huge feature. Yeah. Whereas so, the bottle caps, uh, you put a yeah. model with a magnet on the bottom, it's not snapping. True. It becomes a relic objective at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and with his how much people magna mod. Yup. Yep. Definitely mine. I get, the, I get the knights stuck on my tape measure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and the other nice thing is the, the acrylic, they just looked so nice. Yeah. Having yeah. the multicolors there and just, 
Yeah, well, I mean, I want to make sure that like the numbers were not like contrasted well, were very you know big and readable, and he managed to do that and still work our event logo into it, and just they were fantastic, amazing. right? As crisp as you could make it. Uh, and then also a shout out to Hammerhead Games yes. for providing uh, just movement templates for you know swag for all of our players. Yeah, and also like personalizing them, and also providing uh, yes yeah, score trackers for our uh, top prize winners in yep. the uh, friendly and the GT. Yeah, it's, I got one of these. This is really nice. I'm looking forward to using this because turn tracker and command points on oh, yeah. one little thing. That's nice. And being able to like track both players, so like you can can look and see like okay, so my opponent's gonna have this many left. So like I kind of know what. Like, if I know what they're playing, I have an idea what other, what things they might still throw at me. Nobody has an excuse to use a D20 as an object, as a a command point counter, and then miss it up because they just tip the D20 over a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) Glad I got 22 command points now instead of my two command points. Yeah, and our, and our GT winners got their advanced, like, competitive format version, which includes, like, tracks top and bottom of turn, victory Mm -hmm. points for both players, and command points for both players. Yeah, I really would like to get one of those. Those are nice. Yeah, Yeah, both of them are really nice. Yeah. So. yeah, when we approached him on uh, like how like what can we get done, I saw those options like because I have I won one of the 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 more basic ones yeah. at Midmo Maelstrom last yeah. year. And I I'm picked like, one of those up at LVO this year. And yeah, I'm and it's like this helpful. thing is fantastic. I use it in every and every game after that. It yeah. it just make, it makes it easier just to keep everything straight in your head. So, uh, but uh, anyway, so. Yeah, we did uh, BC. Uh, we used uh, ITC Champs missions. We used Best Coast pairing, so you can see the results. We'll post a yep. link up to the results, so you can see all that. Uh, unfortunately, this was also the weekend of Bay Area Open, <laughs> and yeah. so our first round was starting to like people were starting to try to enter in scores around the same time that their registration started, and everything came tumbling down. So uh, we had to bait like and. For everyone, so players could not self-enter for either event. Yeah, it was completely. Uh, we down. couldn't like we couldn't enter in anything, uh, and apparently Bay Area Open was also having the same problem. So like we messaged them like you you yeah. are aware of this like yeah we know about it we're trying to fix it as it's, fast as we can. Uh, they and then before round I think before round one was over finally things were like yeah. It was, we're it was to like come. right. It was right almost as the, right as the the round right. was ending. Which yeah, then all of a sudden, which is good because we had our lunch break that we could then enter in all the scores. Right. So it really didn't cause any issues other than just the inability to submit. But, yeah, we were trying to figure out contingency yeah. plans of okay, round going into round two, we can do a spreadsheet. Round three, when we have to start tracking strength of schedule and such, yeah. then we're going to have issues. But no, they got it resolved, and also. Kudos to our data management yeah. expert, uh, Dan, who basically handled all the score entry that wasn't handled by self-scoring, and he soldiered through and kept track manually of everybody's scores that came in and just worked through. And Richard, I know you were also yeah. involved in making sure that all those scores got in, so yeah. thank you very much to to you and Dan for, for keeping that going when we thought you know the worst might be happening. But no, they did get it resolved. Everything worked well there. Um, and honestly, the... Uh, I don't really have any major things to bring up about the GT as yeah. far as, like... I can only think of the one issue I knew about, which was people on the upper tables electing to not use chess clocks. That happened in one yeah. game, yeah. and that was that was an on, that was a mistake of both players involved. Yeah. They decided it... Because we this was also the first year we used chess clocks. Right, yep. Uh, and we figured it, since we were going to have a purely competitive event and a purely casual event, 
having the competitive event should use che- should, should use chess yeah. clocks, and so we use the uh, Iron Halo chess clock rules, which was basically fifth top top fifteen tables mandatory chess clock usage. Below that, by request. One other shout out since you mentioned the Iron Halo chess clock rules, we should shout out Jason Horn yep. for coming and being the uh, head judge. the head judge this year. Yeah, uh, um, and also I I also really want to thank him for coming up because um I. I had a death in the family this week, and so it was looking it was looking very possible that I would not be able it was, to attend. It was a very panicked week. Yeah, so <laughs> we were so we were coming up with contingencies. <laughs> plans. We, we, we would have so, had everything covered. And so Jason was like, "Yeah, I'm coming up anyway." So because he had originally wanted to come stream the event, but we have an issue with Wi-Fi connectivity in here, so it kind of makes streaming yeah. streaming's hard. If yeah, you don't have an outside connection. But uh, <laughs> but he's like, "I'll do whatever you need." Like, would you be willing to be head judge since you've judged yeah. LVO before? You've judged Iron Halo. He's like. Absolutely. So he came in and, and jumped in on that. Fortunately, yeah. I was able to be in, but I mostly just handled TO job, yeah, the TO job, and let him handle. And it's good to have those kind of separated out, yes. which is nice. Yeah, that's so. as as we keep doing this, the the <laughs> more we the separation uh, of responsibility helps make an event go much much smoother. I mean, I know yep. Bert, you are the data one of the data entry guys for Renegade Open. Yes, and I know if like. Dave had to handle that at the same time he's mm-hmm. trying to manage all the players and everything. He yeah, would it, lose his hair. Yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> he had the most brilliant afro the first year. <laughs> so one question that I got from actually a couple of the friendly players, just like out of curiosity, and I didn't know the answer. How many games finished? Um, almost all. Okay. I think we had one or two. Like any any given. Round, we probably had like maybe two or three that went all the way to time. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's no, good it would, I would say, of yeah. the like 30 games we were having, I'd say 90% of them were yeah. done before time was called. That's yeah. that's really good. I'm, yeah, and that's good to And know. again, Dan was keeping track of like, yeah, we've got like six games remaining, three games remaining, two and games some remaining. Some of the lists have really high model counts and they were yeah. finishing on time. Yeah. 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 So that's Which good. is also why I'm glad that it's kind of become the standard. Like yeah. we, we started doing last year the three hour round time and I'm glad we stuck with if we we've been doing two and a half hour rounds, there's no we I'd say it'd be, it'd be about like fifty. Less than that? Probably less. The last half hour was when a lot would start okay. coming in. So. It seemed like so two hours good. in was the good period when I thought I saw lots of people. That's start when they start Okay. That's when it's they usually start to come and that was also something I noticed and I, may, I know I made comments about this, was that, again, by separating out, and I don't want to make it sound like, ah, we got all the kitties out of, into the yeah. kitty pool. But one Especially of the things about... Especially since you're at the table with us. Since it was... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I am hey, sure ain't I no kitty you, anymore. For like an hour and a half at the most. <laughs> I had like 10 minute turns. <laughs> but no, uh, one of the things about the, uh, about the GT in the past, like we've always, we've had one big event that a company, that was for everyone. It encompassed yep. all types of players. And so, especially first round, for like first couple of rounds, you will end up with either the top end players, like your top ranked players, getting paired against somebody who like, this is their first event, they just came to hang out, or they brought, they didn't bring it, maybe not their first event, but they didn't bring an optimized army because it's not really how they play. And they get rolled hard. Or the person who... So you get two people who are more yeah. casual. One of them just manages to outplay the other and then gets catapulted up yeah. into the top tables. I say yeah, you get a lower mid-tier player that wins three games against uh, casual opponents and then gets hammered in the That's never happened to final pot at Renegade Open a couple <laughs> years ago. Oh, boy. And, and so by separating 
that pool out of the people who are really just here yeah. to get some games in, play play what they want to play, have fun with it. Make it on then, 4th of July. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then have the competitive players can focus on being, like, this is yeah. the competitive event. You know you're getting in with the pool with the Sharks if yep. you get in here. Ga- we didn't have game with a few, like, very few exceptions. We didn't have games, that, like, even first round that finished, like, within the first half hour yeah, or an hour. That's good. And we had a lot more even games, a lot yeah. more balanced games. And I think it's it's better for everyone else involved. I think everyone is generally going to have a better experience because they know what to expect going into it. Uh, Dennis, to point out that 4th of July comment, the 1812 Overture was definitely playing in my head as soon as everything started to explode. Because <laughs> well, I play that song every summer. So, uh, And also to touch on that, Rob, uh, what, what we found at the Renegade Open is kind of going to be the same you know, thing that you're also trying to touch on. You find the people that that enjoy themselves significantly more. And from what I was seeing and what I was hearing around uh, with all the people that are playing the friendly and then also kind of bouncing mm-hmm. over to the other side, you're going to find the people that really enjoy themselves in the friendly playing in the friendly yep. because they enjoy it. And I, I know when you're formatting, touching on that as well, but the, with the victory only being worth three points and being theme and presentation mm-hmm. all be, also being worth significantly more, uh, you started to find people like there were uh, several several lists that were uh, large amount of knights, and yeah. they were definitely seen to be a really tough opponent to fight against, uh, like that Mr. Bird <laughs> Applebaum, which right. you're next to me. <laughs> well, but if I were to play someone else, you might not well, also have a friendly list, and therefore <laughs> I might lose a knight or two yeah. every time. A couple of nights, yeah. Well, so here's the thing, though, like to that point, like you said, like you didn't win every game that you played. Right. I did lose, the won. one person I did lose to did win. Sure. But you won best overall. Because you also maxed out your theme and maxed out your paint, yeah. right. so like that. So it's like that was more of the reason. Like you could have, you could have lost. I think you could have lost like three of your games, and you still probably, but you still would have been like right there for best overall. So like, if you max out some of those other ones, you do you you still have a chance in that format. So right. it's not just about the wins and losses. It gives everyone a chance. Mm-hmm. So. And you're gonna find a lot of people enjoying that a lot more, and yeah. people just want to have fu- a really fun time. Being this, this you know, yeah. right in the center of the country, and you're getting a lot of people from up north, out down mm-hmm. south, out east, out west. Well, I, don't, I don't know that we've ever actually specifically talked on the podcast about, like, the reason why we wanted to have the friendly event. But the main reason, like, kind of for me, like, the thesis statement for it is there are a lot of people that can only get games of 40K in a few times a month or a few times a year. I can, I'm going to this event because I got this weekend off. I can go and I can get five or six games. Maybe some of my friends are going and, and I yeah. want to go with them. And I get to, or I get to see people, people. And I get to hang out. But it's not like I'm not going to win. I'm going to take my, you know, my fun whatever army to go just get some games in because I don't normally get to play. And having the front and actually um, there was uh, Austin Lyle, one of the guys in the friendly. That was that is exactly what he came up to me and said at the end was like word for word like this is the first tournament I've been able to go to and I really didn't want to play in the competitive event. So it was like, it was that perfectly where it's like, it's another way for people to play and get games in and enjoy the hobby and play with their models and potentially get some prizes and some like that, but like have fun and not have to go through the, you know, the dejection or whatever of like going to a GT and going one in five or Oh and six, like, cause I've done that before. The so first, have I. Yeah, the first so renegade. I. The first yeah. renegade that I went to. I haven't. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> like the first renegade that I went to was the first big GT. 
I was like, oh, I've got a good local meta list, and I get to the GT, and I had nothing to do with... That was the year of the Adamantium Lance formation. Yep. I had nothing to do with that, and I ran into, like, four of them in my six games. And it's like, I won one game and only barely pulled that one out. I don't want that to be... Like, I still enjoyed it, I still had a good time, because the players were good, but I don't want that to be people's first experiences at, like, playing the event against other people if there's, like, no, I don't care about the wins loss, I want to go do something else. So, Sorry. I want to be able to provide those events. Sorry to aggressively railroad it back over to the friendly communication yeah. <laughs> when we're talking about the GT. Ah, who cares about the GT? No, no. <laughs> uh, touching on that as well, Kevin, my first GT was actually the Renegade Open. It would have been seven years ago now when I was a 16-year-old kid, <laughs> drove up to uh, uh, Dearborn or whatever the, let's see, it oh, was um, uh, Deerwood. Deerwood, yeah. Yep, Deerwood, yep. Minnesota from Chaska. And what got dead last place, uh, DFL as some people like to call it, uh, with my 5th edition Space Wolf list in a 6th edition format, I even lost to the ringer. Wasn't the first time, Richard. Sorry. <laughs> Richard, and to be fair, you, you helped coach him. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I did yes. help you, him you, through it. You beat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I was just there holding the dice. <laughs> <laughs> I had a designated roller to play against me. And I won a really substantial Tower Army as the Wooden Spoon Award. Nice. And for some reason, I keep coming to these things and keep having a great time. So. Yeah. And That's now the these days, his dad takes last place. He does. It has become a family event, and it yeah. is so much more entertaining for it. He's playing Tau. Oh, look, he's playing yeah. Tau. <laughs> So were there other what were, were there anything other big takeaways in the GT like um you know honestly I don't have a lot of major takeaways for the GT and I, I and I think that and that's good yeah, I mean I don't have yeah. a lot of I'll toss some out there yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get to walk around a lot but from what I did just glance around I felt like I saw a lot of admec yeah that's something I'm not used more to admec. seeing we had more admec than but I but at that same time I don't think we had any one list type that dominated more than anything else. The thing that I noticed, there were there was one Night Castellan. Yeah. There were a bunch of Night Crusaders, because that seems like that's kind of the one that's kind of filling the void in some of those lists that the Castellan took out with the points increase. But Pres- I didn't see Crusader is the new hotness. Yeah. But I also didn't see any of those Night Crusader lists like just dominate either. So I, I was I, I, from what I noticed, it looked like it was a really good spread of armies. Um, I didn't see every faction represented. Like, I don't I think I saw a Necron army. We had at least one Necron. Necron army. Okay. Yeah, I know that I think they got second in the Alamo a couple, okay. maybe like a week ago. And oh, it was that exact same okay. list. Okay. Because, yeah, 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 I remember seeing uh, that. Um, yeah, uh, Josh Stewart. Okay, uh, so yeah. I must, okay, so I must have missed that one. But I didn't, but I saw a really good spread. I didn't walk in and years passed. Like the one right before Eighth Edition dropped, a full third of our armies had uh, had the Riptide Wing. You know, the year that we, you know, when I was at Renegade Open, the Admans was out there. Like half the armies had Admantine Lances at LVO in the GT this year. Like two hundred Stellans or something in the seven hundred. We didn't see anything to that level of dominant, which is good. That means the hobby's in a better place now. Well, yeah, yeah, really. Forty K is better balanced now than I think it's ever been. Yeah. It's- well, I'm touching on the other, you know, a little more hobby side of which, uh, I was definitely impressed with the hobby work that a lot of people were putting into their armies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cruising through, uh, as a member of the Sevens Club, thanks, Alex Hunt, <laughs> uh, 
you know, going through and seeing a lot of people actually putting the time and effort into the hobby, effort being the buzzword for myself included, uh, it, it was really just impressive to see, and it definitely brought it up to really nice levels. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, this is actually a good chi- chance to kind of break in and talk yep. about our best painted. So, yes. So this year, we uh, we did our, we actually came up with our own rubric for, for painting, um, which... We basically looked at uh, kind yeah, of general see, level yeah. of like, is this a bare minimum army? You have th- your three colors and based, which I guess GW now considers a battle ready army. Battle ready, they yeah. actually have a f- official term for it. So battle ready, uh, intermediate. You've gone a little, you've gone above battle ready, and then advanced like your Alex Hunts, your, you know, your people like, no, no, I mean, that's the, your Burt Applebaum. Yeah, so much Apple- character. All of the character. All of the weather. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. of the weather. Yeah. <laughs> if it turns out if I just spray mud on my model <laughs> and file some you of the paint be, off, yeah, I can buddy. be an Alex Hunt special. <laughs> if you're doing Nurgle, yes. Yeah. Now he does it for everything. I know, but I'm just saying, I love you, Alex. It's perfect. <laughs> but no, it's, but yeah, so then we, and then, uh, on top of those, that category, which kind of determines like what general band you fell into, then we had four areas that we focused on, which was advanced painting techniques. We kind of this was kind of like a combination of the rubric that we used last year, which was taken from Alex for the Renegade Open, and the ITC, where there's yeah. like all these individual. Do you have edge hiding? One point. Do you have two levels of edge hiding? Two points instead. You know, yeah. so, so we kind of grouped them together. So we had advanced painting techniques, which was weathering highlighting, blending, gradients, non-metallic metals, stuff like that. We had customization, which was everything from kit-bashed models, green stuff, work, uh, freehand, anything that takes this beyond like the standard look for something. Uh, third was for display board, and then fourth was just our kind of subjective judge coolness. Like, what do we think? You know, like, which and we like this is absolutely subjective. This is completely yeah. You know, just based on like how does this look like you went for a particular goal and achieved it. So our top five, based on points, were Bert, who we brought over from the friend. Well, in the no, no, I'm saying this, this is in no particular in no order in alphabetical order. You're here in alphabetical order. So Applebaum, Bert Applebaum, Quentin Alexander. Yep. Who had a uh, Vestroyan and Knight army. Yeah, that was cool. I really liked that, that one. That was really cool. Uh, Viet Nguyen, who had Imperial yeah. Knights. He always yeah. does dice work. Yeah, he, he, he did. Did he win at uh, Iron Halo last Or no, I don't, I don't he know. was he, in the running. He was first. in the running. Yeah. He, also, speaking of that real quick, I also want to give a quick shout out to him. He was able to get into our last spot. We had somebody uh, we Friday were, night. Yeah, we and he drove full. up from Dallas or we from were, Texas Friday yeah, night. <laughs> we were full Friday morning. One of our play, one of the players said, "I have to cancel at the last yeah. minute. I won't be able to make it." So we issued him a refund. And Viet had already asked, "Can I get in?" I'm like, "Well, let me see. We, you know, if a yeah. drop opens up, we'll let you know." And I let him know, like, "Okay, somebody dropped. Go ahead and si- go ahead and sign in, and we'll send you an invoice and." Paid the invoice. So, we got him into BCP, and he was so he drove. Go. So he drove up from Tex from Texas during a tornado <laughs> thunderstorm. Wow. So yeah, yeah. He we basically said, "Like I'll know by five p.m. on Friday if I can make it." <laughs> uh, let's see, yeah. Uh, and then so Bert, Quentin, Quentin, Vet, Viet, Marshall, Marshall Van Nortwick, yep. who has come uh, multiple years, has a Tau army. That's uh, awesome. Looking. And then uh, 
Josh Carter, who had a Mechanicus army with, he had a Castellan, uh, who was like posed with like one leg stepping up. His display board had cutouts where his termites were coming up out of. Uh, all five armies looked yeah. fantastic. And then, and then at that point, last year we like tried to like actually figure it out, like, okay, so how are we, like trying to judge it ourselves? And so this year we instead took a, took a uh, page from the Iron Halo playbook because that <laughs> we steal things from other like we stole the Renegade Open missions <laughs> plausible like, deniability yeah too. but you know, this year we stole we stole the painting yeah. the painting judge format from yeah. uh, Iron Halo which was we used our we basically took the top five paint scores yeah. as our cutoff and then the rest of it was completely player vote driven yeah. so here are our top five players come vote for them and it came down on votes to a tie. Wow. Between uh, Quentin Alexander and Mar- Marshall Van Norwick. And so then we had to go back to the original painting scores, and it was a two-point difference. And oh Marshall came yeah. ahead. Yeah. And really, and Quentin came up afterwards, like, just curious, like, what was the, what what dinged me? Because he's like, I know my model, like, my Vestroians, they're metal, they chip easy. Was yep. that it? And I said... Well, the problem is it wasn't that. It was that they're metal and there wasn't any, like, there's no way to really customize that yeah. army. Mm-hmm. They so looked fantastic, as as, yeah. but Marshall had some more, like, unique yeah. stuff in it. And so, like, that was just the, the point that brought him ahead. And he's like, Quentin was like, I'm absolutely happy with that. I also want to give an honorable mention to somebody who, at the GT, yeah. was, like, near our last tables. And, in fact, our last round was, like, would have played the ringer. And to, but decided yeah. to take a buy instead, and that's fine. But Josh Freeman had a Gene Stealer cult army that I think a lot of people overlooked because it. When you look at it, if you just look at it briefly, it's like all whites, grays, and reds, and doesn't seem to have like a lot of depth that, to it. But when you look, take a closer look at it, first of all, he's he's doing monochrome, and good monochrome is actually very hard to pull off. Like the shading was very, very good. The like the the contrast between white, light, and dark was very well done, very crisp. And then he used red as a highlight color, both on like bits of uniform or like head crests on because this is a Gene Stealer called mm-hmm. Army head crests on like some of the metamorphs and things like that. Uh, red lighting effects, so like people would have like a red glow on them or things like that, and. So the only reason he – one of the only reasons he didn't make the cuts is he didn't have a display board. And he said later he mm. just didn't have the time to do yeah. a display board. And I was like, yeah. those points would have taken him. Yeah. yeah. In, like probably into the cut. And I said, dude, you had a fantastic Sin City-themed Gene Stealer <laughs> cult army. And he was like, thank you. Nobody else gets it. <laughs> Nobody else is realizing what I've done here. Like oh, Richard and I yeah. – Richard's like, I got to shake yeah. your hand, dude. Because yeah. like we were both like, that was fantastic. Yeah. So nice. I want to. I don't know if his army got enough recognition. So I want to yeah. give a shout out to him on on the air because that was very nice. Yeah, it was a very nicely painted army, and like I said, one that because it wasn't a lot of color or didn't you know, it would be easy for somebody to overlook. And I think mm-hmm. with a display board that could kind of bring that together and let people see it, like yeah. it's urban setting, mm-hmm. do it very noir nice. style. Definitely. It would work. Yeah, it would work yeah. out really well. But uh, awesome. but no, congratulations to Marshall Van Nortwick, who was one of our finalists last year. Yep. It was yeah. very tight between like him, Alex, and then I can't remember any of the painter from last year who had the Imperial Fist Army. Yeah, it was, actually, it yeah. was very tight between the three. Brady over here was one of our paint judges for that, for the final. And it, it was a tough choice. It really was tough. 
Uh, so, no, Mar- Marshall has absolutely earned it. Um, uh, anyway, going back to the GT, uh, as far as the scoring, like I said, everything really went smoothly, I, th- I feel. Um, and uh, no real... Do we want to just give out shout-outs to like, the people who finished oh. at the top? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, so. And always, I always like to start with yeah. the last first. Yes. So, um, first off, shout out to uh, the Show Me Showdown for uh, Nathan yep. Martin for bringing three tables worth of terrain, Which providing nice. providing chess clocks for us, because with everything that was going on, I suddenly realized, was, oh, crap, we forgot to order yeah, chess clocks. Nathan asked us, like, oh, yeah, I got, I've got some chess clocks you can borrow, and I think Rob and I had the same realization that, oh, crap, we haven't ordered ours yet. And this was, like, Wednesday. And like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I could theoretically... How many can you let us borrow? And he's, he's like, like, I, got, he's 30, like, I like, got 30. And I'm like, right. I'm like perfect. that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. That covers everything. So, he, no, he came through with a pinch. He also came through in dead last. He came in dead yes. last. So, as always, he gets a copy of The Art of War because <laughs> he has reading to do. But, no. Yeah. No, no was, much yeah. love to Nathan. For, do you get different editions for getting different years? Like, are they just revised editions of... The art of war. Yeah, Sun Tzu is, uh, is continual updating his work. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, 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 he keeps adding new little nuggets in there. No, it's um, I'll be out a little peek behind the curtain. It's whatever is the cheapest version of it that I can find at half price books when well, I go looking. Well, <laughs> I, I, I was one that bought it the first few years because that was kind of like yeah. I was like we need to give this, yeah. and then one year Kevin I was, said, I was "Hey, half-price I was at half price books. books. I bought like five of them because they were like they were like three bucks a piece," and I'm like. I kind of want to. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we can't give away copies of Dreadfleet anymore because it's yeah, no yeah. longer cost-effective to find. Yeah, now it's like now you now Dreadfleet has like come back around to the point when you look for it on eBay where it's like several hundred dollars. It's worth more now on eBay than it was when it came out that before. It was cool, I guess. I guess, so yeah. We, I, I, full I have extreme issue with the word "worth" in this case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying well, worth is worth what people will pay for it. People are willing to pay more than anyway. <laughs> uh. But yeah, moving on, um, third place uh, went to Ryan Verbeck. Yep. And actually, on our table two, we had a tie, 29 oh, wow. to 29. And wow. Jason was – because that game finished after the table one game. So Jason went to monitoring that one. And because him and the second place person are both on the same team, there were some people who were like, oh, they're colluding. You know, one they're, they're trying to keep from having a win and letting somebody else move forward. Jason, Jason let me know after the game's like, no, I watched the game. Uh, Ryan was playing Gene Steeler Colts and had a good start and then just kind of ran out of steam and they ended up tying on points. That happens with Gene Steeler Colts. Yep, yeah, as a Gene Colt player, I've had that happen many times. Yeah. <laughs> so he just wasn't able to push it to get the points to pull ahead. So, and then based on overall, so then it came down to overall battle points between the two of them. So Ryan Verbeck from Fort George Columbia took third place, and Aiden Barkley took second place. And then with and then our final undefeated. Yep. And well, I guess I mean technically Ryan and Aiden are are undefeated, undefeated but because our five wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, our, our one player with five wins and a repeat, or not in a row because Richard yeah. Wendell won last year, but yeah. our two-time uh, Midwest Conquest winner Sam Henley won. So yeah, Forge World Columbia got all top three. Yeah, they swept it, and then our best overall ended up being Trent Northington again. Yeah. <laughs> And and, and for, our pri- yeah and for and for uh, best overall the other thing that I three D printed was a Primaris bolt rifle, and it, it, that thing is huge like it's the monster Primaris yeah. scaled that thing is awesome I, yeah <laughs> I I had so much fun working on that one that like the chainsword was fun but the, the bolt rifle was also super fun yeah um so yeah we were able to give that away and I thought uh, 
that that was it was a little hard to give that one up when he you know and he's like he's having a hold and I'm like I don't you, dude, you, you got you got to let your babies one. go. I, can, I know. As I know, somebody I who just gave away one. two armies that he painted, right? <laughs> you, you learn to let him go. Also, I forgot to mention Marshall Van Wortwick also won a corn chain axe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he won yeah. a corn t- a chain axe for best painter. Three D printed. Yeah. So. Uh, and actually, talking about the like our yes. to- our top eight overall: uh, Sam Henley, Aiden Barkley, Ryan Verbeck, Justin Lois, Dan Sammons, Ben Sherwin, Marv Sims, and Trainer Wolf were our top eight. With uh, a couple, uh, Sam and Aiden were both running uh, mixed chaos lists, mm-hmm. uh, which I have to rethink my opinion on Lords Discordant because they, they are, are getting work. They are getting work done. Yeah, um, and also both of them were running uh, like Hellforge Daredeo yes. Dreadnoughts to to very strong effects. So. Yeah, uh, Ryan Verbeck was running Gene Sealer Cults. Justin Lois was running a mixed Imperium with uh, mostly Mechanicus. Mostly Mechanicus, yeah. Uh, Dan Sammons, I'll have to look at his. I don't, yeah, I don't remember offhand yeah. when he looked at because I had to go through and I lo- went through and was looking at all the lists to check factions. So I remember these, but I don't remember specifics. Yeah. Uh, ben Sherwin was uh, running an Eld- Eldari uh, flying, yep. mm-hmm. flying circus. Marv Sims was running an absolutely beautiful Custodes army. I love mm-hmm. his black and gold Custodes because yeah. really he good. was even telling me like I don't like the gold. It's too god, you know, like it's too gaudy. I'm like, no, yours look really good. So. This was an idea that I had. So I painted my custodes with the standard GW gold, and I like them. Like I think they look good. I had this epiphany when I was rewatching Game of Thrones prior to season eight. <laughs> Before it got bad. No, it got bad at season five. <laughs> Opinions aside, I don't want to have that conversation. There's a, there's a whole side conversation for that, but we're not going to have it on the podcast. Um, the season six forward uh, black and silver Queensguard. I'm like, oh my god, how did I not think of this? I want to do this now as a custodes army. Black and silver with like white cloaks. That looks awesome. So much agreed. Yeah. So anybody yeah. anybody who has who wants a custodes idea that's not standard, there it is. You know, you can play kill teams, only two models. Uh, yeah, that's true. Models. That's true. Yeah. Now that Elites is out and you can play two model custodes, one Alaris and one custodian guard. That's true. That is true. But and then uh uh eighth was Trainer Wolf with also uh Gene, Gene Sealer Cult yeah. as well. So yeah. two Gene Cults, two Chaos. Two mixed Imperium, a Custodes, and Eldari. Nice. Good spread. Good spread. Yeah, good yeah. spread. And yeah, I didn't see any one list type that seemed to dominate more than anything else. So right. it was, it, it, we're getting to the point where the game yeah. is com- is starting to really come down more towards the gameplay rather than the models that you take. Yeah, As it should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to tag in uh, Dave Cummins real quick, who ran our Horse Heresy, or your Horse Heresy event. We just gave yeah. you a space We just gave you the space. We didn't... We didn't I don't want to call it ours because no, yeah. this is your event from your narrative campaign. No, I'll stand because I'm going to be I'm going to be on the road a, for a good three and a half hours. And not a home. single person got hit with a ceiling tile. Nope, close. <laughs> Despite, <laughs> Despite our best attempts. efforts. Now, no, first I'll say thank you for coming out and yes. running it because, and then just looking yeah. at all the tables and setups that just looked amazing over well, there. Thank you, I yes. appreciate that. That's that's what we try. <laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome, and it was attention grabbing. People who came in, and walked by, saw the events, saw that, and commented about how like cool it was, and how like oh that's super cool. So it was definitely attention grabbing. Uh, trophies that you had too also pulled a lot of people in. Yeah, there's like, acrylic. <laughs> in fact, uh, yeah, Sean from uh, ba- Battle Cat Markers like. Okay, how how did you get those, and how much did it cost you to make yeah. them? And I'm like, dude, you got to talk to Dave because <laughs> we weren't involved in that. Those are his. Gotcha. But no, they were fantastic. The light up bases, mm-hmm. and yeah, no, they looked fantastic. Well, I appreciate that. So did everything goes smoothly. 
Yeah, everything went, went real smooth. Um, really, the only thing was you you guys got done before we did, which was just, was was surprising to me because normally the the GT stuff usually takes yeah. a little bit longer. So props to you guys for for, <laughs> for being on the ball and keep a tight yeah. ship. I I, I I will say we managed to like. We started our first round on Saturday at nine oh five, and we basically kept that just that yeah. five minutes. Like we stayed on schedule, just five minutes shifted, mm-hmm. yeah. and everybody kept moving. And uh, yeah, it all worked out well. Gotcha. Yeah. And I noticed you had a couple of like your newer players actually came away with some awards. Yeah, it was really impressive. We had uh, we had I want to say we had four or five new guys really in total, nice. uh, as compared to you know the other events that we've hosted. We've had two previous events in the uh, Ferrix campaign. And, uh, yeah, everybody seems to have had a really good time. Our, our events are pretty low-key, beer and pretzels. Um, unfortunately, you know, places that let us, you know, drink while we play are, are few and far between. So you know, Just pretzels. Yeah. yeah, mostly just pretzels and, and beer, at, you know, out on the mezzanine and whatnot. But it's pretty pretty much it. it. <laughs> Sorry, got the, no. the post-con. No, I know. There's so much to talk about, but what do you talk about? <laughs> well, just, like, how did, how did the missions go? Like, did the players, like, this, uh, you set them up teams of loyalist and traitor. Yeah, so what we did was we set them up uh, traitors versus loyalists. We had two guys who ran swing because we had an odd number of players. And then periodically we had guys who just, you know, they, they wanted to sit out for a round. So we, we, we managed to make things run pretty well and... and by the, by the end of the day, we had about three guys who just wanted to you know, sit out and just BS and talk, which was great. And uh, all of the tables had their own unique scenarios that, that we wrote for the scenarios. The tables were divided up between three different planets, and the planets all had their own environmental tables. So that kind of kept a consistent theme throughout uh, that, that was unifying there. But each each environment or each table itself had a scenario for that table that gave folks the, you know, the, the experience so that uh, each round they basically lined up across from each other. We told them, you know, get your own pair of whoever you want to play against, and then you just go pick a table you want to play on. And then they recorded their scores and turned it over to us, and that kind of we, – we just tracked that to see uh, how the sides are doing between the loyalists and traders, and, and that was where, where we pretty much went. We don't have an overall winner. We just, mm-hmm. you know – Decide, you know, we we decide, but we just track, you know, the points overall. Add in the paint scores as well as the sportsmanship scores, and that it, it factors into, you know, yeah, which side like a, ends up winning. A lot yeah. of it seemed to be like voted for like by the other players. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like who's our who is my favorite? You know, kind of like what we do with sportsmanship. Something like who's our who is my favorite person to play? Who did I think did the most? Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned that this was the you'd run a couple in this campaign before. Uh, when's the next event you're going to be running, and like how do things like build off each other? Uh, the next event is going to be at the Flying Monkey Convention uh, next month, June 21st to the 23rd. And the, essentially, we've got an overarching campaign. It's taking place inside the Ferrix system, and the narrative um, it, it's way too complicated to sure, actually sure. just get into. <laughs> yeah. uh, but essentially, we're we're the, the system itself is divided sort of into three concentric circles, and they're pushing inwards towards okay. the center where you've got the, the main Forge World of Ferrix. Right now, they've pushed past the uh, asteroid belt that separates the outer circle from the inner two circles, and we are working our way in towards uh, really the, the meat and potatoes of the system now. We've just gotten past the asteroid belt was okay. really what, what was going on here, and... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, my brain's no. You're fine. No, 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 no. scatterbrained right yeah. now. It's so. the end of well, yeah. That's when things like we don't we don't do a lot of narrative events, so it's good to have somebody kind of come in and explain like how mm-hmm. that narrative system kind of works and how those plays because that's 
that's something kind of we've wanted to yeah, play around. It's, like, it's one of those things like we don't know where to start. Yep. So. I got you. We, we also are intimidated by how much and what type of good-looking train we'd need. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the one table that was like the giant, effectively like the Zone Mortalis table. Mm-hmm. For, I don't know if it was exactly that, that but yeah, that was oh, so that cool. That was a monster. <laughs> and big shout-out to Hannah Selman and Joe Wagner in the back of the room. They helped run the event, and they both helped me with the terrain yeah, and they keeping, looked keeping me from losing my mind. Um, <laughs> that, that terrain, I spent a good third, probably – probably pretty close to 36 to 40 hours straight from Wednesday to Friday at about 2.30 or 3 in the morning. I was awake. <laughs> you pulled uh, it off. Uh, finishing up. Uh, the yeah, I have to say, and, that's some of the coolest terrain I've ever seen at an event. Very yeah, nice. Thank job. you. And it, it was, I'm surprised. I, I had no idea how we were actually going to end up setting it up and the way that everything <laughs> finished up. And Judd, uh, one of our one of our players, is the one who was gung-ho about uh, getting it set up that way. And it, I, I was just blown away by, by how that awesome. was together. Um, we've got pictures that are up on the Facebook page, well, that are up on the Facebook page, and yeah, I'll, I'll be, be sure, sure to, to share that as well. Thanks. I was going to say I'll, yeah. I'll tag you guys in it. And uh, anybody who's interested, that was from one of our sponsors, uh, Death Ray Designs. They hooked us up with a really oh, yeah, great they deal do. on that. Yeah. And so much of our terrain was was by them. Uh, I'm a huge proponent of MDF terrain. I think that's something that uh, far too few people utilize i know that a lot of the gts are starting to use that now especially with like the itc yep. for, you know frontline gaming pushing their own itc line of terrain um, but it's it's such a magnificent you know benefit to use that stuff yep. it's, it's easy to paint and it's simple to paint but there's so much you can do with it with very little effort then people just they're kind of scared of, scared of doing it because they they just don't I don't know. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's such a foreign material, but once you see what you can do with it and how simple it is, man, it it will rock your world. Awesome. Cool. So, well, again, thanks for for yeah. having the event. Like that, it, it it helped us. Like I said, it helped us grow what we're doing overall because we also had you know some of our other events, Bolt Action, Legion, X Wings, like that. But it was nice to have kind of this larger than just the one GT this year. So we appreciate it. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, and had, like, like I said, having narrative, not only, not, it's yeah. never been a component of this. So having yeah. that as something for people to see and to take part in. And having 30K. And yeah. yes, 30K in general. So. Yeah, no, so we really appreciate you coming out and running that. Nope, it's my pleasure. I mean, you know you know what they say, heresy's dead. But. <laughs> <laughs> so Heresy a, never dies. So I had a question. When you have a swing player that goes back to between uh, Loyalist and Imperium, is that always the Dark Angels player? Or is <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is one of the few times we've actually had a Dark Angel player, so I'm surprised he came out of the shame closet. But, uh, he wasn't too shamed because Lucas Lyon, he ended up winning uh, Best Painted uh, Loyalist yeah. and ba- Best Painted uh, Judge's Choice. And then I want to say he ended up winning MVP for Loyalist as well. Yeah. So yeah. he, yeah. he kind of came out yeah. of that closet for a clean sweep, and I think wow. he's going to go sit back in that closet for a while. <laughs> No, it's it's been great. Uh, it was a great experience. You guys run, like I said, a really tight ship. It was fantastic. I'm I'm hoping we can come back next year. Oh, yeah, absolutely will. I'm, I'm I'll make the space for you. I, yeah. I, I I mentioned it before. We're moving down to Texas. Uh, going to be down in Denton, the Denton area, and I, I I would just really like to be able to come back here. And absolutely. Even, even if we can't work something out where I can actually get back up here and bring the train, I definitely want to talk to you guys about helping out with the raffle because I I, I love what you guys do, and I I didn't. Early on, I know it was all yeah, kind of last we, minute getting yeah. this stuff set up, and uh, I didn't really know what all the the prize was going to and who we're, we were helping uh, yeah. benefit. But after we're, I found out, I'm I'm all on board for that. We appreciate that. This this year, uh, a little bit of a peek behind the curtains. Uh, everything about this last minute this year <laughs> more so than normal. So like the fact that people are like, oh no, it went smooth and tight. 
that's like yeah, because super like, comfortable. Friday, we were Friday, we were sweating. Week. Like, are we yeah. going to pull this off? Is this yeah. actually going to no, come? I thought we'd be fine. You pulled it off. It was a great <laughs> event. As as an attendee, I couldn't have been more happy. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> I can go collapse in a corner yeah. <laughs> now. So right. once again, David, thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you very much. My pleasure, guys. You got you have a safe trip home. Okay, yeah. we'll do. And we'll I will I'm going to be yeah, at Flying Monkey in the friendly, so I will see you there. All right. Thank you very much. My pleasure. You guys have a good one. You, you too. too. Take care. So actually, that's a perfect Great transition segue, over yes. in segue into the uh, raffle army. So uh, yeah, as always, uh, the money from our raffle from our charity raffle armies goes to the Wounded Warrior Project. Yep. Um, and every year we've managed to beat how much we've given. It's, yeah, we're able to every give year. Yeah, every, every year, year we've and, increased. And that is thanks purely to the people buying raffle tickets and donating. Absolutely. So yeah. uh, it's this is. It's all them. All all we do is put something out there that hopefully somebody will want enough to put it in. Yeah. And we had a number of people say, like, yeah, I'm a veteran, or this is an important cause to me. So they well, especially it. with it being Memorial Day weekend, it just makes sense. Like, this is a good charity. This is a good time for it. Like, it's, yeah. So yeah. I, it, we're really, really appreciative of everyone who donated. Um, we ended up raising this year $1,601. Yes. Um, in raffle tickets, which is amazing and more than I ever expected to be able to do. So yeah. uh, we appreciate it from everyone. Um, the winners of our raffles. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, so we had two armies, yep. uh, and we've talked about them on the air, but if you haven't heard yet, uh, we had a uh, Black Legion army that yep. was made from the contents of the Chaos Half of Shadowspear, which was provided by Peculiar Game and Hobby. So, yes. I, and they also provided the the largest amount of our prize support. So a huge yeah. shout out to them. Uh, Abaddon the Despoiler, which was provided by Games Workshop. Yep. Mo- pretty much everything but the Chaos Lord out of Dark Vengeance. So the yep. Cultists, the Chosen, Chosen. the Hellbrute. And then a box of Chaos Space Marines, a uh, box of Chaos Terminators, the new ones. Yeah, the new ones, yeah. Uh, Harkin World Claimer and uh, Ten Raptors. Yep. So I managed to get all that. I actually looked back on my Instagram account. I got that all painted in a month. Nice. Yes. As just under 2,000 points. Yeah. And uh, th- thank you. Yeah, <laughs> props for that, yeah. by the way. I would be want to say, uh, but Alex Hunt, Abaddon the Despoiler. I was hoping somebody would bring that up. <laughs> We're master of chaos. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, but uh, that one ended up going to Greg Timms yep. from the Heroic Morale 40K Club, which actually plays out of Peculiar. So some yep. of the stuff is going back <laughs> home. going back home, yeah. <laughs> which he says, I'm the one guy in the group that doesn't play anything chaos, and here I am winning yep. a chaos army. Hey, I-, I talked with him afterwards, and he said, Someone asked me if they'd buy it off me, but I think I actually want to play Chaos just to try it out. So he's going well, to awesome. try out the army. What we built a pretty, is a pretty fun army, I think. Like that, that would be a fun Chaos and army. It, and play. it comes in, like, the way I built is, like, and some of it's just, like, I used the basic configurations mm-hmm. of, like, everything from yeah. the book. Because I didn't have the time to, like, get really crazy. Well, like, what options do I want to Dark like, Vengeance and well, Shadow there's no Spear, option. Well, I have yeah. no options in some yeah, of that. Yeah, so, so there's yes. only, like... But, like, the Terminators, I built the way they look on the box. Mm-hmm. And I used the Duncan Rhodes method of fast painting them, which actually turned Looked out really, really well. So Thank you, Duncan. Uh, yes. They <laughs> Two thin coats? Uh, but, yeah, it was one, like, four, it was like 1960. So it's like 1961 points. So it's okay. just shy yeah. of a 2,000 wow, point. That's the same amount of points I had in the Ringer Army. Really? Yes. Weird. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Greg, Greg ended up winning that. And then... Um, then I put up my Black Templars army, which I've had this army for several years now. Yeah. Uh, and you took it to a lot of tournaments, too. I've taken it yep. to, to a number of tournaments, and uh, I, I just kind of had moved on to, like, cis, 
like sisters, sisters and Death Angels. Guard. Yeah, I'm working, getting ready to start on uh, Premier's Blood Angels. But uh, this was a chance to put it up for a good cause, and so I went through, I rebased it all on uh, Secret Weapon Minis resin bases, and uh, finished up painting, like, I, I, there were a number of vehicles in the army that I had been sitting on for a while, they said, finally, just, I'll finish painting these and get it done, so uh, there's about six vehicles I added. Uh, thanks to KR Multicase for providing the cases for both of these armies, yep. uh, so uh, this, it took a KR four to fit the entire <laughs> thing, especially well, because flyers. the flyer, the Storm Raven takes up a a, a cardboard, sorry, a cardboard case by itself. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it has space for like a dreadnought and the twelve guys that can fit inside it, but it it is it's an entire just, yeah. case, so it's like it had to be a KR four. But uh, but yeah, Drew Davenport, our Night Joust yeah. winner, ended up uh, winning the Black Templars army, who is also from the KC area. So I'm very amused that neither of the armies are leaving the metro area. <laughs> so they belong uh, in Minnesota. Dang it! <laughs> well, you should have won <laughs> them. Now <laughs> should you? <laughs> no, because I well, think I was this looking is... for tickets for. I was looking through tickets for like four people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I will say this: when we were doing, because we did the uh, army raffles last, because we did all the awards for all the events, and we did that last. When we're calling up the numbers and you're reading the numbers, and I was just looking out and I could see everyone going, huh, huh, oh, <laughs> not even remarks, <laughs> like, like, just like we got like, to, like the next just the last room just deflated and like, oh, just and then like somebody back to like, <laughs> we got to watch the build up and the letdown. It was yeah. pretty. It was pretty fun. <laughs> no, so, but yeah, sixteen hundred dollars, sixteen hundred one dollars for a, for a great cause. So, yeah, good job. So. Yeah. And uh, I think there, that's it. I mean, I, mean, I don't. Unless you want to talk about Monday, but well, I mean, we break things down and put it back in. <laughs> At this point, most everything's broke down. We just have to. I mean, true. Yeah, it's finished breaking right. down and putting everything back for next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, spent seven hours driving. Yeah, and then you guys. <laughs> Some information I did come along while you guys yep. were talking about the GT, and you were talking about wanting to go to Nottingham. Is GW did actually just announce that they're doing a um, an ever chosen paint competition? Yes. Oh, nice. So it's coming out with the release of you know their contrast paints. What it's going to be is each store is going to have their own paint competition. Okay. And the winners are then going to be put into a competition with all the winners. And then they're going to pick three of those. And they're going to go to Warhammer oh, wow. World and compete against each other. And the winner is actually going to get not a Slayer Sword, but the King Slayer. Oh, oh wow. They're going to get Archaon's King Slayer. Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Would you guys mind if I did a super quick pitch? Go right ahead. Uh, so actually, recently, Alex Hunt and I have been, you know, a little bit more in communication with stuff. Uh, but we actually were recently asked to, uh, assist with a GT that's up in, uh, Grand Forks, basically on the edge of Minnesota and North Dakota, uh, called Slaughterhouse. Yes. Uh, we are both, uh, tasked with, you know, assisting with the running as well as kind of just helping with the logistics and getting it all up and firing. Uh, it's a super fun event, takes place in a nice bar. Super nice area. The hotels are super cheap, so it's always nice. Uh, but it essentially, it's, you come on up. It's in the Warhogs' home territory. It's put on by those guys. We're kind of just helping out, and I wouldn't exactly say we're contractually obligated, but it's always a fun time. Uh, but yeah, definitely, if you want to, please come on up. It's uh, July seventeenth is going to be the uh, right around that area. Uh, if you get the opportunity, it is ITC two thousand points. Going to be a blast. Awesome. Uh, is there a website on that? There is. Uh, it's the slaughterhousegt.com. It's also on Facebook. Okay. Uh, I believe it's a 
uh, Webex uh, website as well, okay. so it might be a little bit off. But we'll put yeah, Google, Google links, links your in the friend. show notes. Yeah, yeah. Google is your friend, and we can definitely uh, look it up on Facebook because you'll be able to find it super easy. Yeah, we'll cool. put links to that in the show notes. Also, doesn't uh, Renegade Open tickets go on sale soon? It does very soon. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it is June first. That's what I was thinking. Right I around the, the beginning of June. So come on out for that too. Yeah. Come play in Night Chalice where everybody explodes and, and uh, friendlies. And where I won't be guaranteed to win. Well, I'm not guaranteed to win since I'm not going to watch Skulls. So. Not I mean, with that attitude you want. <laughs> guaranteed. That's quitter talk. I've never seen a man submarine so hard because he was the last one to die and the nobody, first one to win. Nobody wanted Nobody wanted to fight me, like, so they just ignored me. Would you want to fight you? Well, I mean, yes. you're porn, so yes, you would. Yes, yes. yes. I mean, yes. come on. Yes. Corn cares not where the blood flows. One um, me, one me, <laughs> one me, one me. My only decision is: do I bring my Tyranid knight or my Rat knight? <laughs> I'll have the Wraith knight. Yeah. <laughs> I have actually. Okay, everyone shakes their head at me. I, I, yeah, yeah. No. You didn't hear the groan, but there was a groan. Oh no, it's probably audible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing I would take away is that you know. There, we've, we have a few things to work on for next year. I want to, like, definitely seeing David's terrain and some of the stuff from, like, Bolt Action and the other events. We need to work on quality of terrain. I think we have enough terrain, but we, I want to make it better. There's you there's know. more stuff we can... And, yeah. I, and we brought borrowed some terrain from yep. Peculiar, and it really helped out. And it yep. gave us ideas on, like, the things we yep. need to add. So, so I that. think there's things that we need to add and, and more things we need to do that in that regard. Um that Necron yeah. terrain that you built was really cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, the, the, there's a company, 3D Alien Terrain, I believe is the name of the, the company, that makes uh, Necron. distinct, but not. <laughs> well, I represent, but are legally distinct it's from like Necron Necro, terrain. It's Necron tier terrain is what they call it. But it's basically, it's 3D printable STL files for, for Necron terrain. Necrotic they also, robots. They also, yeah. And they also have, um, they also have like some fantasy stuff. And I think a few pieces of el- like elvish terrain, like Eldar terrain, not legally distinct Eldar terrain. Um, <laughs> space elf terrain. Space elf terrain. But the, uh, the ne- their Necron stuff is amazing, and like it's like $50 for the whole fi- bit, and it's like several hundred different files to create nice. unique things. So I will have more of that for next year, too, because that will be work- that'll be one of my The Reticle Forges will be running in full speed. <laughs> well, not full speed, because it'll probably be slower, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, run them at land like 80% to make sure everything Prince correct. Right, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no, and I think it's it, you know it's interesting how you know Dave's talking about how MDF terrain has kind of changed the game, and there's a lot of places that are able to do MDF, yep. and now you've got a lot of places that are coming up with really solid uh, 3D mm-hmm. printed designs. So it's really changed up. Like we're no longer uh, constricted by either GW kits yep. or and the look that a GW kit has. And as much as I love like the new Sector Imperialis yep. and Sector Mechanicus terrain. It's still expensive, and it's still kind of restrictive on like you know, there's, there's a lot of things that aren't covered. We it feels all Imperium focused. It's strange how really that is. works. Yeah, we actually f- figured this out when uh, I think it was released last week when we were down at Peculiar. The statues and like some of the buildings uh, for the Sector Imperials terrain is now like in a kill team box. Yes, which I picked up, and this I'm going to pick that up at some point yeah. because it's like sixty bucks for like the statues and a few of the small pieces, and like that's awesome. I like the crane set myself. The crane, yeah, set's the crane set's, cool. set's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, Use that uh, as part of my uh, display board. <laughs> but yeah, but I was going to say, like with 3D printing and MDF designs now, there's so many yeah. different looks. 
You um, can create so much unique stuff and yeah. give it, give the tables, you know, look and feel and make them unique and make them, make them look awesome. So yeah. in a golden age. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No, this is, this is actually kind of a cool time to, to be playing and, and building tables and things. So but yeah, uh, I'm out of, yeah, I mean, like I said, everything, <laughs> everything's gone. I'm out of brain power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I think everything overall it went seemed smoothly. To, seemed to go smoothly, and yeah, there's always going to be things that we can yeah. touch up and improve. But I'm I'm pretty happy with how this went overall. So, and we'll encourage everyone to come out next year. Yes, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're gonna do the same thing, only more so, and hopefully, add you know, add some new things. Expand. I'll be here. <laughs> I'm hoping we can get some more because. Like, hopefully, we'll get more players for Kill Team, more players yeah. for the Night Joust on Friday, yeah. uh, more players for the Friendly. Yeah, I mean, the idea is every year to try to expand it, make it a little bit better. Um, we'll be posting feedbacks, you know, feedback surveys for everybody that attended. Um, we'll probably be doing, I know we've done a couple, like, straw polls just for listeners. We may do one of those. I've got some ideas for things to just kind of ask the general listenership about how to run events and how they want to see events. And, like I said, get feedback, make every year better. Yeah, because, I mean... Don't don't want to rest on our laurels. We there's we can always move, keep going up. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do this one year where I'm not freaking out like two days before the event. <laughs> no, I mean no. that's probably not true. But Although, maybe well we'll get it down to one day next right. year. <laughs> Although I I posted episode 195 Friday morning. Right. Yeah, yeah. And we actually had people say, yeah, we were listening to you. I think you guys may have even said like you were yeah. listening to you on the way down. <laughs> but I posted it and Drew over there comments like rob you need to take a nap and i'm like no <laughs> too much stuff to do Sleep when i'm dead <laughs> which uh it's gonna be tonight so. yeah. i think all of us are gonna sleep yeah. tonight yeah yeah it'll also be good to get home when it's not thunderstorms are raining we've got more moving in yeah we had a th- we had tornado warnings moving through the area Friday, Friday night, night, so yeah. that was fun um i don't remember who it was from the gt but somebody said that they drove from columbus and had driven like completely through the entire storm and like just like oh it's raining hard stopped to get gas and noticed that like everyone was like huddled in corners and like uh, because they were in the middle of like a tornado like on the ground like nearby and he's like just driving on the highway he's got <laughs> warhammer to play man yeah. <laughs> like, i was like that's so great it's a bunch of wimps yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just a little rain yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks for everybody that yeah. came out and braved the yeah. weather uh, as Ron White says, it's not that the wind is blowing, it's what the wind right. is blowing. <laughs> uh, also, mad props to you guys, too, for putting on a great event. Yeah, thanks so much. Continuously Thank just you. offering excellence for all of us people. Like, you know, come down six and a half hours to <laughs> play in yeah. games with you guys. We always love, you know, having you guys come on up and coming yeah. on down. That's the reason I mean, we go to, Ren- to Renegade. I yeah. personally almost never travel for GTs, but I will always come to Midwest. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. It's My wallet says I travel too much for GT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't even have a mortgage. <laughs> it's all the part all right. of the plan. Well, I think that wraps up episode 196, our Midwest Conquest 2019 GT friendly, etc. coverage. Yeah. So from all of us here, Preferred Enemies, I'm Rob. Kevin. Dennis. And Richard. And Jake. Bert. Andy. And good night, good gaming, and we hope to see many of you here back again in 2020 for the next Midwest Conquest. It feels so weird to say 2020. It does.
Preferred Enemies is an Undergopher Radio production and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. Our theme music is Metal Slug 2 Super Vehicle 001-2 No Need to Reload, originally by Takushi Hayamuda and remixed by Roataka, courtesy of OC Remix. It can be found at ocremix.com. Miniatures. We build them, we paint them, we love them. That's why we also want to get them to the battle and back again safely. And that's where Care Multicase comes in. They offer a complete model storage and transport system. They offer a wide selection of core trays for standard size miniatures, as well as custom cut trays for specific models. KR's trays are made of a soft foam, available in a variety of colors, that won't scratch or snag your models. And to protect the foam, the trays are carried in easily stackable, swappable cardboard cases. They also offer a full range of Kaiser bags, backpacks, and aluminum cases for transporting your KR cases. You can even choose from pre-built tray selections to suit your army, or use the Autofill app to find just the right trays for your particular force. Whatever your game, 40K, X-Wing, Warm Hordes, or Historicals, KR Multicase has the cases to fit your needs. You can find out more at krmulticase.com. KR Multicase, soft foam for your figures, hard cases for the soft foam. Are you tired of playing on a boring battlefield? Do you want to step up the quality of your gaming table and make your battle look real? Then you need to check out the battle mats from GameMat. They're professionally designed rubber-based mats are just what your gaming table needs. Available in a variety of styles, with everything from rolling grasslands to urban war zones, winter wastelands to alien deserts, there's a GameMat mat to fit any kind of terrain. Their mats are padded, anti-slip, waterproof, and when you're done rolling dice and battling on your mat, just roll it up and stick it in the convenient carrying bag for easy transport and storage. And if you don't have a gaming table, they've got you covered with their folding Gboard portable gaming area and their line of pre-painted resin terrain. If you're ready to upgrade your gaming table, head over to www.gamemat.eu and find the gaming mat that's right for you. Game Mat, giving your armies the battlefield they deserve. 